welcome back to Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm Mike, and I'm here with Joey. Hello. And Ross. Hi, Mike. And Tom. Hi, Mike. And today I wanted to do a little thought experiment. So I was thinking about sitting, the way we seem to be obsessed with kids sitting. When in human history have we expected four-year-olds to be sitting for any length of time? Maybe like once a week they'd go to church or something, they'd have to sit. But other than that, I can't really think of, you know, in the 1800s, were they expecting four-year-olds to be sitting? Or, you know, five-year-olds or six-year-olds even? Even when I was growing up, you know, I went to nursery school. And nursery school was a time where you played. And we sat to sing songs for maybe five minutes mm -hmm. at the most. And maybe a few minutes doing some little art collage or something. But everything else was moving around. Even kindergarten, you know, I remember having all these blocks and these like wheel things where you kind of sit on them, like little scooter mm -hmm. things where you'd like push with your hands. And then I think of kindergartens now and it's like, let's sit with a little dry erase board and you're going to practice writing letters or something. You know, there's there's a lot more sitting is expected and it's really pushed down to a lot of pre-K programs, preschool programs. Mm -hmm. And I worry about it. And I know when people see my room... They often say, well, you know, the kids are going to have to sit down. They're going to have to know how to sit and pay attention when they get to kindergarten or when they get to elementary school. And I'm thinking to myself, there's a lot of things kids are going to have to be able to do in elementary school. By the time they're in third grade or fourth grade, they're going to have to read. And I don't know of a single preschool teacher that expects the kids to read at the age of four, where they hand them a book and tell the kid to read it, even though that's what we want them to do in third grade. And yet with sitting, it seems like that's what they're telling me is that if you want a kid to sit, you know, in a few years, you need to make them sit now because that's the way they're going to sit. So I guess my thought experiment is thinking about the way we have literacy and we know there's literacy, liter, there are emergent liter literacy skills. Thank you. Emergent literacy skills that we work on with kids. So we want them to recognize letters. Mm -hmm. What else? Uh, we want them to rhyming, rhyme, phonics. Phonics, yeah, basic sounds. To, to have something to say, a vocabulary. That's right, written, so talking to language. Kids. Yeah. I mean, writing. Drawing. Just seeing right. the teacher writing. Like, Oral language and listening as well, comp comprehension of language. Right, and I guess reading books, and even though there's mostly pictures for them to follow, they see the text, and at some mm -hmm. point they might get interested in the fact that, at least like, hey, there's an A, just like in my name or something. Right. Yep. So starting to connect that print. So there's... We know that, and that's what we focus on at the age, you know, four-year-old age, five-year-old age even. But with sitting, you know, I was thinking, so emergent sitting, like what skills do kids need to learn if they're going to sit? So our, our early sitting curriculum. What, our what early we... sitting curriculum, yes. And we will patent this, uh, look for it <laughs> for sale. And um, I'm just kidding. So, I mean, to me, I mean, they need a sense of balance, Yeah. right? Yeah. Spatial awareness of where their body is in space, mm -hmm. related relation to others. They're mm -hmm. going to need some core strength to be able to sit on a chair. Core strength, mm -hmm. yeah. And mm -hmm. so, when I think about those things, like what activities should we be doing to make sure they have those? Oh, and did I miss any first? I shouldn't. Of, si of sitting skills. Sitting skills. So we had balance, sense of space, core strength, and core strength. Maybe some visual tracking, because uh, I, when I think about. The sense of space, it's so related to your visual skills mm -hmm. and being able to follow where things are going without, you know, 
falling over right, or from falling a, out of your yeah, chair. Yeah, from a stationary or, seat. So I think that's a good. I think that's a good okay, foundation to start got, with for yeah. our. For, I mean, we, for we our may purposes. add some others, but yes. So what things would we do if if those were our those were our focus? What would we want preschoolers to be doing? Everything but sitting. <laughs> that maybe, would be the maybe, first. Thing. Maybe that's you know, too far ahead, but I think it's. To, to develop any of those skills, right. the body needs to be in motion to truly understand what right. those things well, are. Well, and sitting actually makes you a little bit weaker. Yeah. I mean... The, you right, when you think of infants, the, right? The well, we, infants who are sitting in a... The bumbo chairs? The, the little carriers, you know. Right. The right. little car seats. The buckets. Don't learn to sit up. Right, because it's being... Children. It's kind of like yeah. a... Oh, that Wally movie, right? Where yeah. they're just kind of being wheeled around. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, and they can't get out of their chairs anymore. Right. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen Wally yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, just generally well, Russ, speaking... I'm thinking of the chair you're sitting in right now. My rolly chair? So it's one of those chairs, like office chairs, that spins and rolls. That I, that I need for my ability to move while we talk. <laughs> yeah, and Ross does move during this. Not as much as a four-year-old would. But what would a four-year-old do in that chair? Well, they would bounce. Spin. They would spin. They'd spin. They'd crawl in it. They'd push it around. They'd stand and push it. And I think there'd be the last thing they're probably going to do is actually sit and just be still right. Right, well, anchored. Well, and they also need to have, I mean, a conceptual concept of like chairness. You know what I mean? So like the toddler who uses it as a ladder first. Right. I mean, right. usually they're going to stand on it before they're going to sit. Yeah. I, I think we'd have to conduct a study, but I, I see most, we, we have a chair at our school by the turtle tank where the toddlers like to watch the turtles and I will start studying, but pretty much they climb on it to stand. Right. Mm-hmm. To, you know, like a step stool, not yeah. a, not a, not a seat. Very well, rarely do they just sit. Yeah. And I've noticed, you know, in my classroom, uh, we have a loft and kids will sometimes, some kids will be playing up there and then another kid is, you know, they've realized if they slide a chair over and stand on the chair, they're at that, their mm-hmm. head is just at the floor level and the kids can interact right. with each other. And, you know, my early teacher mode would have been like, you can't stand, stand in chairs. chairs. Mm-hmm. But watching them do it, most kids can easily stand on chairs. There are kids that I do have to... Well, you want to make sure it's help sturdy them focus. and they've got balance while they're doing it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. But the same thing is true. I, kids were passing around the tablet looking at photos today. And there's one kid who just doesn't have the hand grip. You know, like he right. dropped the tablet because... You know, he was sort of balancing it on his hands. He didn't know how to just hold it. Hmm. And he has there's other a hard time. Yeah, there's other things going on. We'll just say it that way. But so for him, he already knows he's not going to stand on a chair unless I'm holding his hand. Yeah. Right. Like he's the one who will right. seek me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's aware. Well, and, and again, so he's even aware of it. But this is a, a slight deviation from your exercise. Yeah. I'm thinking about Tom's principle about <clears throat> kids wanting to get as high as they can get right. when they're doing something. So they, they're much more exciting to stand on the chair and be taller because you're a kid and you always want to be taller. And sitting actually makes you smaller. It's almost, right. it's sort of not, I yeah. mean, obviously you get tired, you sit down, you're a kid. It's not the kids never right. sit, but yeah. it's not really, you know, they, they want to be bigger. They don't yeah. want to be smaller. Well, and the way they sit in chairs, I mean, they kneel on chairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you think about where kids sit most of the time, it's on the floor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. needs a chair? Right. Yeah, yeah. chairs. I mean, yeah, there's, sort of, more... there's like there's pre-sitting skills and there's pre-chair using skills. Right. Exactly. That's true. Because sitting on the floor is easier. Like you're more anchored. Well, you're not going to, if you fall, yeah, you can't. Yeah. Right. You're not going to fall in more into the ground. Right. You could fall over. Yes. Yeah. But, but even that doesn't chair. happen very right. often. I mean, how often do kids fall over when they're sitting on the floor? 
preschoolers involuntarily. Yeah, voluntarily. Throw yourself over. But on a chair, how often do they fall off? Every day at snack, at least one kid hits. At least one kid hits the floor. Every preschool teacher, you know, family, childcare, whatever, knows that. Yeah, and I think I've actually taken that from your discussions from earlier on when we were starting these groups. But we're getting rid of the chairs to some degree in my classroom. That children. They're always available. They're right. off to the side, and we pull them off for snack and things like that. Right. And and now I've kind of gone in the middle with this group this year where we have a few at starting at the table. Yep. But they can walk over, they can pull one out of the stack and yep. use it, or they just stand. And a lot of times they're standing to draw. They're standing to right. use the clay and the Play-Doh because they can actually get up and get the leverage clay, that they need. It helps right. stand. I was teaching you know, right. a girl who was trying to use the stapler today. She's like, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. Try Stand standing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yep. Well, and again, it, it kind of, it, it, I mean, again, we're debating a little bit from the thought exercise, but it, it does make me think of, again, when you make that decision, like, oh, to do this, you need to sit. I mean, I think eating would be an example. We know there's a choking risk opposite. Right. I think we're, we're all going to advocate some being still when you eat. But if you do art, for example, some people do it standing and some people do it sitting, but you, you have a preference as right. an adult, you yeah. know, and we take those preferences away f- from kids sometimes by saying you have to sit down to do. Yeah, I mean, going this. to an artist's studio, how many artists sit? Some artists do. Yeah. But how many sit and do their artwork, paint or draw? You know, some do and some mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it really depends on the type of work they're doing. And, yeah. you know, and kids need that too. I saw this one book, it was an Ann Epstein book, I don't remember, Supporting Young Artists, I think it was called. And they had the, it was a tabletop, but it was on the floor mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. kids were doing clay. So they were sort of like kneeling over it and like, mm-hmm. and it just gave them that right, the right position yeah. mm-hmm. to do stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was, I thought, wow, can I, I can't easily take off the table legs on my table, but a lot of people can, a lot of the tables, they just screw off. Yeah. So something mm-hmm. to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was, yeah. I was thinking about uh, balance yeah. how important balance is and, and kids learn balance by experiencing not being off balance, balance. Yeah. off balance mm-hmm. that's the only right. way they're ever going yeah. to learn what it is yeah. and so you want to set up all kinds of uh of opportunities for them to lose their balance mm-hmm. you were the one who turned it. me on to billy bow chairs yeah that's definitely one and like any incline mm-hmm. one of the playgrounds we walk to sometimes is goes underneath the highway and there's this like underpass and yeah. it has the with concrete with mm-hmm. a slope and i take the kids you know we you know, I always know it's going to take five minutes to cross this, you know, 40 feet or whatever it is, because they have to try yep. going up. And there's the kids who will crouch and kind of crawl up and down. And there's, there's the kids who will run it. But it's that thing of, you know, if they do fall, they kind of roll down. I mean, there's nothing. So it's kind of like underpass, what, when you're saying uh, when kids fall out of chairs, sometimes they do it on purpose. Yeah. Because yeah. they're yeah. playing with their balance. Or right, I don't right. know if you've ever seen kids just stand on a step or on a chair and just just wave their arms like they're like right. they're pretending they're out of balance. They they're, they're experiencing that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can only that's that's the way you learn yeah. how to balance. Well, even when they dance, yeah. Do you have the kids who always fall? Like they sort of yeah. go wild and fall down. Yep. Every time, and um, and then get upset when someone steps on them, of course. But <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. But they s- still fall yeah. down. They still choose to do it. But it's that thing of yeah. I think they they want to feel yeah. off balance. Yeah. They want to. And it, and you'll see kids spin, mm-hmm. spin, spin. And I'm thinking, why are you spinning like that? And it's this whole yeah uh, getting control of your balance. Right. Yeah. Your your body's telling internally is like I need more input. I need to figure this right. out. Right. Right. 
So let's go back to that beginning then. We said that one of the first things we talked about was balance, which mm-hmm. is the vestibular sense and what we need to do to develop that. So spinning is one, being off balance. Hanging upside so down. Hanging upside down. Yeah. Which I've seen children do in chairs quite often. They'll lay on them, yeah. put their head upside down, and it's giving that, you know, right. it's a well, balance, world. balance kind of goes hand in hand with having the core strength to support your body if yeah. you don't have that sturdy. Well, you're working on everything at once. Well, yeah, no, yeah. 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 nothing can be, yeah, but yeah. those two, to me, go, go together yeah. very well. That's what I was thinking about was that sitting in chairs is going to do the opposite of oh, developing yeah. core strength. Right. And that's where you see, you know, now I realize why my parents were always like, sit up straight. You're slot, like, yeah. right. like, what are you talking about? And now I realize, like, wow, I sit, like, sometimes oh. I can catch myself in a really awful hunch, and I sit back up, and my lower back actually says, hey, right. you uh, you haven't been sitting like this for yeah, a while. Yeah. But to get children to develop that core strength right away and just put it into practice, then you don't think about it as much. Right. But as soon as I said sit up straight, everybody kind of, right. I yep. saw yes. I know, I know. <laughs> I well, yeah. Says. But think about even, you know, for older kids, they have those, like, the exercise ball yes. sort of seats because yeah. kids sit up straight they use their core strength to sit on those yeah and um an important thing to do yeah and kids if you just have them sit in chairs at a young age most of the time they yeah they just slouch the more you're sitting at a young age the more likely you are to be slouching so that's so yeah it's important to be developing the core strength and the kids will just develop that if they're also doing all these other things of going off balance and so when people say you know they're gonna have to sit one day so you better get them ready for when they're going to have to sit. Do they really mean they're going to have to be able to do nothing? I mean, right, you know, right. like, what, what are they really saying? Do, do yeah, you know, like, I, I do. Like, oh, they're going to need to be passive one day. Right. You better right, get that's them what ready really saying, right? yeah. for total passivity. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I, that gets into that, that phrase about to prepare for a famine. You don't starve yourself. Starve yourself. You right. eat as much as you can. So in terms of that passivity, yeah, they should challenge themselves, um, stimulate themselves yeah. as much as possible because someday they'll. Because really, what I mean, we can we can wrap up this exercise, but also the other thing is not just sitting. People usually add sit still. Yeah. Right. You know, so sitting is one expectation. Right. But then maybe by the end of kindergarten, sit still. And be quiet. Yeah. And we keep adding to the requirements of that passivity just right. like you're not gonna you're gonna receive all the wisdom i have and in order to do that you must be catatonic <laughs> yeah otherwise you will not be able to process when we know and i think we advocate yeah. for quite fre- regularly is that actually it's the exact opposite be right. in motion do these things be active and engaged and and emotionally invested yeah. You're having fun. Alert. You're gonna actually learn and retain right. and use this information at a far deeper level than right. when yeah. you're. And even when you think about memory, you know, one of the things our geographic sense is really strong in our brain. So the worst thing you could do to remember things is to be sitting in the exact same place every day in the same class. Mm. Right. If you switch around, if you think about it, I I know for me, I can remember high school classes the day like we did something different where I was sitting in a different place or we went to a different room or even went outside. I can remember those days much better and the things I learned I can remember better. Mm. And yet what we do is we not only have kids sit still, but sit still in the same place. Because you got to take attendance. How could you possibly... Know who's here yes. if people are all over the place. All over the but place. hopefully what we've done today is give people a response to they're going to have to sit one day. Yes. And in order to sit, today they need to spin and be upside down 
and fall and all the, I mean, Yes, I'm getting them ready. And kneel on the yep. chair. Yep. Yes, I'm very aware of so, that, and I'm very concerned that they're going to be ready. So yes. this is this is how we're preparing. Right. So if you are, yeah, if you are worried about kids being able to sit later on, or if a parent brings it up, you can say, "This is what I'm doing to prepare them." Mm-hmm. You know, sitting is a complex physical activity. Running around, spinning, going upside down—all of these things are necessary. And then we can, you know, different episode about should they ever, should they actually sit? And yeah. probably at some point they should. When they're in a car, they should sit. Yeah. So there's times to sit, but that's another episode, though. Yes. But for now, I think we can say this thought experiment has kind of run its course. <laughs> so thank you for it listening. It was good, Mike. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. So thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Mind. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Mind. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.